Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Plebeian Snazzy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delfino, and joining me, as always, our very own commissioner, Ryan Fitch. Ryan, how are you? I'm great, Nick. Football's back, and it's time to jump into the 2017 season. I couldn't agree more, but before we do that, Ryan, we're going to dive into player profiles to get everyone on the same page. And starting us off, alphabetically, Almog Tabak. Looking at Almog Tabak, 2015, 6-7 record, did not make playoffs. 2016, 6-7 record, did not make playoffs. And you know, I'm looking at his team, I'm looking at his picks, you know, he definitely tries to pick good players. Todd Gurley drafted. He then uh, traded for Antonio Brown, and then also traded for Matt Ryan. Two very good players, and I really think he should be performing better. Clearly, he has the knowledge, but why isn't it paying off? I agree, Nick. Alec has the football knowledge. I talk to him all the time about football, and I think he's one of the smartest players in our league. But I think he cares too much about his office league, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that has led him to just be average in our league, even below average. He's never made the playoffs. He's never finished over 500, even. And now, Mug, just don't accept mediocrity. Try to win the title. Come on, man. And with that, we're moving on to someone who we can count on, who has a tried-and-true strategy. Well, definitely tried. Austin Suzuck. And, you know, he, he only picks Patriots players, really, or, or teams from California as well. So now I can mix in some Rams, finally. And, you know, the first time he did that, 2015, 7-6. 2016, not as good. 4-9 record. Yeah, 2015, he really came out of nowhere. He was riding his high horse, especially during the first couple weeks of yeah. the regular season. Crashed towards the end. Didn't even make the playoffs, despite being in first for a decent amount of 2015. Yeah, absolutely. 2016 was, his strategy was horrible. Just, I mean, it's a bad strategy, picking everyone from the same team. But it's Austin. He's going to stick to it. He's not going to get off his horse. I, I do feel like if you're going to do that, it doesn't seem like a bad, like in my head, it seems like it's not terrible because Patriots are one of the best teams in the league. You're kind of thinking, if I take all Patriots players, I'm going to be pretty competitive week after week. And it was true at one point. It seems less true now. I, I don't know. Why is that? He also had a problem in 2016 getting all the Patriots. He didn't have Rob Gronkowski. Yep. And he was he was pretty upset about that, I believe, during the draft. Yeah. I mean, so if you need, and Tom Brady was suspended for a couple games. So he need, really needs to get every single Patriot or try a new strategy. Just mix it up. Just mix it up. Just throw some darts, see where they land. Moving on, we have Chris Davey. Actuary in his day job. Actuary at home. He really is the Billy Bean of our league. Crunching numbers in Excel constantly. And I got to say, I think it works out pretty well for him. He's always very competitive year after year. Yeah, Chris was 7-6 and six in 2015, 6th place. 8-5 and five in 2016, 5th place. And like Billy Bean, he's never won a title. So, number crunching has gotten him pretty far, but he's never made it past the quarterfinals of our league. Mm-hmm. Never made a deep run in the playoffs. Never made a title game. Mm-hmm. And crunching numbers doesn't always predict what's going to happen on the field. That's right, Ron. And I think he'll definitely probably be a contender. It's really just a question of how far. I have something else to bring up, though, with Chris. Rumor has it on the streets that he actually produces power rankings rival to yours. How do you how do you feel about that? Nick, I have no idea what you're talking about. He, I think he makes them every week synonymously with yours. To I don't know, it just as a way to... Do people read those? I don't know. I make a power ranking, and now they're going to be in this podcast every week. Mm-hmm. And I don't acknowledge any other kind of power rankings for this week. You heard it here first, folks. There's only one power rankings. <laughs> Moving on, Joe Delfino Sr., Old man of the league, full disclosure, also my dad. 
he brings an old world charm to his strategy. I really think, you know, he, he has a different mindset when he's playing. And that was on full display last year. I mean, he, he tried a bold strategy. Not super, not a super advisable one, trying to stream QBs. Um, QBs obviously top point earners, you know, but you just can't predict how they're going to do week after week. And so having so many to swap out isn't optimal. Your dad likes to embrace his Philadelphia roots, I'd like to say. He does. He loves himself from Carson Wentz. He does. He's brought that up multiple times in conversations we've had with him. And starting Carson Wentz in a fancy football league, not advisable, I would say. If you happen to be listening, pretty good advice. We're not saying don't draft him in the first round. We're saying don't do that. Uh, I mean, he went 3-0. I mean, so he's only been with us one season. He played 2016. Uh, he went 3-0 in his first three games. So, you know, doing pretty well. I, I, I think he's a contender this year. I think I don't think he'll make the same mistake again. I think if he can look for the aggregate and not get too attached to the Eagles, because don't do that to yourself. It, it just hurts. It just stings year after year. I don't think he'll be able to take his heart away from the game. From the game. Go yeah. for the... Yeah, I just don't see him making the playoffs, Nick. I think you should go for the championship title that you can win, and don't bank on the Eagles getting there. You know, they, yeah, they will not make the championship. That's for sure. Yeah, but I want my dad there anyway. All right, moving on. Joe Delfino Jr., uh, the son of Joe Delfino Sr. and my brother. Um, he'll probably be on a jet plane for most of the league. I gotta be totally honest. He's usually up in the air. You know, he makes good picks. Solid all around, nice guy. I don't know. Ryan, Ryan, you look at his team, look at his you know ranking and everything. What do you think? He drafted pretty horribly last year. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. His team was pretty much carried by Julio Jones, and like you said, he's a he's a traveler. This is not his first interest going to different countries in Asia is. So, and that really shows in his performance last year. Only six and seven, didn't make the playoffs, didn't score a lot of points. So you got to put the league first if you want to. Hopefully, they'll turn up the draft. Turn up to trade later on in the season. You know, just I don't want to really want to be a presence. You know, uh, I, I don't think it could be, but we'll see. Planes are very fun, and they're in the air. Joe, you can get Wi-Fi on a lot of those planes now. Just letting you know. JetBlue, Joe. JetBlue. All right, we got another contender. Someone that he's on. He's on my watch list. That's Kevin Fowler. Kevin Fowler has had second place, uh, 2015 first season, eight five record. 2016, uh, 9-4 record, sixth place. Um, you know, a little bit of a drop off there, but I find his picks to be very good. Uh, very good. Um, I think the only thing that really hurt him last year is he made uh, a bad trade with Joe Jr., trading Jordy Nelson for Julio Jones. Yeah, he believed way too much in the playoff schedule aspect of fantasy football, as Jordy Nelson was supposed to have a tough playoff schedule playing in the Seahawks and Vikings. But Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson torched those teams. And if he didn't trade Jordy for Julio, he may have won the championship. Yeah. So, I I think Kevin is my biggest competition in the league. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he's never won a title. Nick, you have. But I no, I, I'm scared of Kevin, though. I think Kevin, he, he picks smart. He clearly has an eye for players and team compositions. I mean, just because just you make one bad trade does not mean you're a bad player. That is, no, no. That, that's a pitfall anyone can fall into. And he had some bad luck. But, I mean... He's performed consistently the past two seasons, and so I don't want to be playing against him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I definitely expect him to be there, so we'll have to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And everyone, that is the first six profiles. We're going to take a brief interlude, then we'll be back with the last six. 
Welcome back, everyone. And now it's time to talk about my co-host, your 2016 champion, Nick Delfino. 2015, he didn't have a good year. He was 6-7, and seven, didn't make the playoffs. And then last year, went 7-6, and six, squeaked into the playoffs, and went on a miracle run, beating Kevin, playing someone in the second round, who definitely wasn't me, and then beating Sydney in the championship to win first place. Nick, who'd you play in that second round? I couldn't tell you, Ryan. All I know is absolute heartbreaker. And I feel bad for that guy. I sure it was not the commissioner of the league because there would definitely be retribution to pay. You know, I, I really... People look to me to give advice. They say, Nick, how did you do it? We're all so impressed with you. And I say the same thing. I say, guys, I'm just happy to be here. I say, I, I picked what I thought was consistent players. I picked Aaron Rodgers, best QB in the league. Always throws it deep. Everyone else, they just they were just average. You know, I really think you got to... I had a hard carry, and I had some good luck on my side. And sometimes, Ryan, that's all you need. Nick, you say you're just happy to be here, but after you beat me in the, in the semifinals, I remember you really kicking me while I was down, asking me advice in your title game, like, oh, I just beat him. <laughs> I just want to clarify, I did not say anything like that. Ryan has always been a trusted guru for me. I always ask him advice about football week after week because I'm new here. Even though this is going to be my third season, I still feel like it's my first rodeo, quite frankly, because... There's always some new names and faces and some stats I'm not aware of. And, Brian, I was going into the championship title, and I, I needed someone in my corner. And I thought that could have been you, even though you just suffered an embarrassing defeat from my team. Don't let his personality fool you. He will kick you while he's down. I'm happy to be here, and I just want Ryan to be happy, too. <laughs> Moving on, uh, resident memer of the league, Peter Leanderes. Uh 2015 record, 211, did not make playoffs. 2016 record, 5-8, did not make playoffs. Not looking good. I believe 2016, he lost to Brian, who didn't even know he was in a league, and his entire team was auto-drafted. I believe he was the first loss to Brian as well, so that was a bad note in an already rough record. Yeah, it's hard to find bright spots when looking at Peter's record over the last two years. There's only one really one way to describe it. You're bad. And Peter, you got to get better or you're going to continue to be bad. I know, you know, Peter, I just want to say, metaphorically speaking, Peter's bulking up at the gym right now. (laughs) And I really hope that translates to him bulking up his team this season. Because I want Peter, Peter's a dear friend. And I want him to do well. I I want him to make the playoffs at least and also hit some really good gains at the gym as well. He honestly couldn't do any worse. So I think we're all hoping for that. It's only up from here. All right, everybody, moving on to Rachel Lindbergh, or as I call her, Kevin's Bench. And, you know, Rachel has always been a good performer. Uh, well, maybe not 2015. 2015 record, 10-3, eighth place. 2016 record, 7-6, third place. So definitely on the up and up. One thing I feel like she hasn't been able to shake, though, is that her team is very closely bonded to Kevin's team. Ryan, how do you feel about that? I mean, she, she's, her, she does play well. But I don't know. I can't shake that. I'm not saying there's collusion going on. I'm saying the strategy's not working. So if there is, you know, maybe, Rachel, it's time to take over your team. Really try to make it past the wall that has been Sydney Packer. You've mm-hmm. lost her both times in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Sydney's a great player, so you got to try a new strategy out, Rachel. Yeah, you know, be your own boss. If you're not already, we're not saying there's collusion. We're just saying, you know, do it for yourself. Up next... 
Richard Yan, 2015, record 9-4, fourth place. 2016, record 6-7, did not make the playoffs. I just want to clarify, Richard's also a producer on the show, and he's sitting right here. And he can make me sound terrible if he wants to. But that's not going to stop me. <laughs> Richard is a serial trader. He needs to be reined in hard. He, you know, I feel like he, he loses his good players on his team, or on his bench even, just to get what he thinks is a, is a shred or nugget of talent from somebody else. Richard's an addict. He's a tinkerer. He constantly changes players in, changes players out, drops players, trades players. In 2016, he had to trade every single week of the league. But he didn't make the playoffs. He constantly lost out on some of these trades. He just has a itch. He has to scratch it. And it hasn't worked out for him. I, I really hope this season he reigns it in. Or I hope he goes totally self-destructive with it, trades like a maniac, and he just really becomes unhinged. Richard, we will find a rehab facility for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving along. Commissioner of the League, Ryan Fitch. Uh, you've been listening to him all podcasts. You can clearly tell that he's very high on himself, has good knowledge of football, and really wants to win, but hasn't quite made it there yet. 2015 record, 8-5. Third place, made the playoffs, obviously. 2016, 10-3 record, fourth place. Pretty good. I think he's just waiting for some luck to really come into his own. Uh... I know I rely on him as a guru, as you heard earlier, and a lot of other people do too. But he just can't seem to break into that championship uh, final game, and not just in this league, in his other leagues as well. And I think it's really, I think it stings, Ryan. Ryan, does it sting? That is not true, Nicholas. I do very well in my other leagues. And this year, I will do well in this league too. I am going to win this league this year. Mm-hmm. You can write, put that in stone right now. We can give me the trophy now. I'm going to win. That's all I have to say. Just to clarify, Ryan is definitely not just happy to be here. He is only happy if he is crushing you in the Ryan's den. On to the last player, Sidney Packer. 2015, 7-6 record, first place championship title. Absolutely magic run. In fact, we even have a name for it around here. Not a super creative name, mind you, but a name nonetheless. We call that the Sid Magic. Ryan, can you can you detail me the 2015 game that really just led her into the runaway playoffs? Yeah, Sid was a fringe playoff team in 2015, on the outside looking in, competing for the final spot with Almog. Coincidentally, they were playing each other. It came down to Monday Night Football. Sid had the Ravens defense going against the Browns. Almog had a big lead. We thought the game was over. Sid thought the game was over until the Browns lined up for a last second field goal. They missed, and the Ravens returned that field goal for a touchdown. That was enough points to bring Sid over Almog, put her into the playoffs, and then she went on a miraculous one run to win the championship. Yeah, and I mean, when I think about that event, that was the first time I thought I should be terrified playing Sid because you don't know what's going to happen. And I mean, since then, it's only gotten equally as weird, I think. I mean, that one, I mean, she literally has had players on her bench who aren't good by any metric, who then when they're starting, the starting player for that team gets injured, they come on, do amazingly well, and she ends up winning. Stuff like that happens all the time to Sid. Yeah, she was 10-3 and three last year in 2016, finished in second place, and really has no knowledge of football in general. But it's miraculous. It makes no sense. I'm dumbfounded. I don't know where she gets her advice. I don't know what God she prays to. All I know is that it's working, and she's definitely going to be trying to keep it up, and I, I never counts it out anymore. I don't know about you, Ryan. I'm always scared of the pack attack. 
All right, everyone. 12 player profiles, 12 contenders. Join us next time as we discuss rules, draft order, draft order thoughts, and debut our brand new segment, Sound Off. If you enjoyed this, and I think at least probably 12 of you did, we hope, maybe 11, maybe one has, maybe someone hasn't listened to it yet, but I know you will eventually, I'm sure. Uh, please be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, stay plebeian. Just be average. You know you need unique New York. You know you need New York. You know you know you need New York. You know you need unique New York. Fantastic bees. Oh, where will we find them? Are you recording right now? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it was recording. Oh, fuck you, Ryan. Baited. I fucking hate you. That's so rude. What a rude boy. Who would win? A mic or one rude boy? Hot mic all the time. Jesus Christ. I think that's illegal.